Somebody ought to take about 60 seconds tonight and just rejoice in the Lord in this place. You ought to get happy all over again about everything that God's ever done for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, if, if he never does anything else for me, uh, if he never speaks to me again, uh, if he never opens another door, uh, if he never heals my body again, uh, if I never receive uh, another blessing, uh, he's already done so much for me. Uh, it would take an eternity uh, to give him the praise. Uh, that's why the old timers would say, uh, when I look back uh, over my life uh, and I think things over, uh, I can truly say uh, that I've been blessed. Uh, got a testimony come on if you got a testimony in the building give God a shout of praise come on if you got a testimony in the building give God a shout of praise hallelujah hallelujah Whoa! there was an old song we used to sing growing up they would sing, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. Then they get done with the chorus and they start singing. I feel like clapping when I think about what he's done for me. I feel like clapping when I think about what he's done for me and then they get even more excited uh, they start singing uh, I feel like dancing uh, when I think about uh, what he's done for me uh, I feel like dancing uh, when I think about then somebody would get real carried away uh, and say I feel like running uh, when I think about uh, what he's done for you're supposed to be too tired to run. You're supposed to be too weary to run. Oh, when I think of what he's done for me. Hallelujah. I know it's Tuesday. I know you might have had a rough week. I know you might have some challenges. But I dare you tonight to take about 60 seconds and give God a victorious praise. Yes! Yes! Praise Him like you got the victory. Praise Him. this place glory you ought to shout until discouragement has to back up off of you you ought to shout until fear has to get off of your pew 
You ought to shout until that sickness has to leave your body. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. the middle of the week but I got something tonight uh, that the world didn't give to me uh, and the world can't take it away uh, hallelujah lingering over in this building from Sunday night. 
Hallelujah. We got any victorious people in the house? Amen. High five somebody on the way to your seat. Tell them I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Victory. Come on, tell them my name is Victory. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. You can just call me victorious. Where's Sister Victoria at tonight? Where you at, girl? These lights are bright. Where you at? Where's Victoria? Oh, there she is. Are you stay there? Your name means victory, girl. Every time you introduce somebody to you, just reminding them my name is Victory. Anybody glad to be more than a conqueror tonight? You can be seated for just a few moments. I want to take the opportunity tonight to welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Would you help me one more time, Rock Church? Put your hands together. Come on, I need to borrow your hands and your voice tonight. Help me make our guests welcome in the building tonight. Amen. We're so excited that you are here in the house of the Lord with us. So exciting to walk in tonight and see brother and sister Whitmire in the building. How many of you love the Whitmire family? Amen. They're just, they're just family here. They're just at home here. And we're so excited that they're in service with us tonight. And then so awesome to walk in tonight and see Brother Miko Hammond here tonight, all the way from Oakland, California. Come on, help me welcome him back home tonight. We love this great man. And uh, then, of course, so awesome to have Brother James Moore home tonight. Come on, help me make some noise. We're about to celebrate Holt no more this week. <laughs> uh, tell your neighbor, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Not ask, ask. That's how we say it in some parts of the hood. Ask somebody. But we're excited. Thursday night's their big night. And it's so awesome to have Brother Elijah Moore with us tonight. Would you help me welcome back this great young man of God? Love this awesome young man and so excited he's we're with us tonight how many of you thankful for what the Lord did this weekend in the house of the Lord I'm telling you what Sunday we had a Holy Ghost time in this place there were many 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 guests with us Sunday we had people here all the way from Germany on Sunday and uh, amen all the way from Germany we've got uh, whether you know it or not we have people every single service uh, that are tuned in from all over the globe. Amen. Amen. And uh, God did some incredible things on Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Anthony was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I think we ought to give God a praise for that tonight. Sunday, Michael was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We ought to give God a praise for that tonight. Sunday, Sandy was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost.
Praise the Lord, Sister Sandy. We're excited about what God's doing in her life tonight. Amen. Then we had several more that were filled with the Holy Ghost and the altars on Sunday morning. We're grateful for that tonight. Amen. Brother Leal already mentioned it, but I think it's uh, right around 64 new Bible study opportunities in the past week and a half. Amen. Amen. And uh, if you are not involved in soul winning at some level, I just got one question. What are you waiting for? Remind your neighbor and tell him we must not miss our moment. Tell him we must not miss our moment. God wants to use you. I said God wants to use you to be a soul winner. God wants to use you to love somebody in the community. Sometimes winning a soul is not even quoting a single scripture. The Bible says, ye are epistles known and read of all men. Sometimes you giving somebody a hug and a word of encouragement and praying for them is the open door to being a soul. I wish I had a witness in the building. God wants to use you to love somebody. He wants to use you to reach somebody. He wants to use you to teach somebody. He wants to use you to disciple somebody. Come on, amen, somebody. Amen. Sister Heard, did you know that the word disciple, to disciple somebody means so much more than just teaching them in a classroom setting? The word disciple uh, is the same derivative where we get the word discipline from. The disciples of Christ, they lived with him. They were with him everywhere he went. They ate with him. They did activities. Discipling somebody isn't just putting them in a 12-week class to teach them scriptures and principles, but it's loving them enough to take them under your wing, uh, show them how to live for Jesus. Amen, somebody. God wants to use some of us to help disciple some people. Anybody excited about being a soul winner? Amen. Amen. So we're, we're excited about that. If you're not plugged into something around here, don't keep waiting any longer. There's so many opportunities. Street ministry and TRC Reach and Casting the Net and, and so many more opportunities to help win a soul. Amen. And uh, so grateful Sunday. I saw uh, the whole uh, part of the bus fleet lined up outside there with kids getting out of the bus, walking into that new 10,000 square foot facility that God gave us to fill up with kids. How many of you are thankful for the resources that God has provided us? Amen. And uh, we're so thankful for that. Somebody say one week. One week from this Friday, we will be having a singles night. All the singles are afraid to say anything, ain't it? Pastor and Sister Buxton from Chula Vista, California are going to be with us for our singles night that Friday night. It's going to be awesome. Block your calendar out. There'll be more details on Sunday, but just make sure that you're going to be here Friday evening. It's going to be a great time. And then somebody say a week from Saturday will be our married couples night. 
Come on, all the married couples shout hallelujah. At least do it like you're happy about being married. All the married couples shout hallelujah. All right, all right, all right. Pastor and Sister Buxton will also be with us that Saturday night. We are going to have an incredible time together. And so whatever you have to do, block that time out in your calendar for Saturday evening. There'll be more details for all of this on Sunday. And then they will be with us that, that Sunday uh, for revival, Holy Ghost revival here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Somebody shout this Sunday. This Sunday, Bishop Todd Nichols will be in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. You have heard me say this over the past week or two. I believe that this upcoming weekend is going to be a transformative weekend for this church. I believe that there is a, a divine appointment on what God is going to be doing this Sunday. And so uh, we, we are pressing and pushing uh, for every single person connected to this church to be here this Sunday. Amen. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And uh, we don't want to miss anything uh, that the Lord is going to be doing. I mentioned this past week that uh, Greater Faith Church, which is the church and churches uh, that Bishop Nichols oversees, uh, are going to be in the middle of a fast, a 10-day fast, concerning uh, a lot of open doors that God is presenting to them. And interestingly enough, there is a, a synchronicity, I feel, in the Holy Ghost uh, between these churches, this man, and what God is doing here in Fort Myers. And so we are going to do a three-day corporate fast leading into Sunday so that when Bishop Nichols takes the pulpit on Sunday, where how many of you want to be in sync with what the Holy Ghost is doing? I want to have a, a spiritual sensitivity to what God is going to be doing. And so uh, we're going to begin fasting Thursday evening after the wedding ceremony and celebration all the way through Sunday afternoon after the morning service. How many of you are expecting great things from God tonight? Stand with me all over this house. Amen. As we prepare for the word of the Lord in this place, I am so thankful uh, for all of the great ministry and anointing that God has blessed this church with. All of the incredible ministers of the gospel uh, in this house that have such a powerful anointing and carry such a great mantle. And uh, I felt led uh, in the past couple of days to ask my beloved son and who I am well pleased to deliver the word of the Lord to us tonight. How many of you thank God for Brother Judah Williams? I, I appreciate uh, Brother Judah Williams' great spirit and his spirit of servanthood and it is evident that there is a, a powerful touch of God and an anointing that's upon his life. And I believe that God has given him a word for this house tonight. Did anybody come ready to receive what God has for you? How many of you ready to get in the chariot with the man of God tonight? Would you put your hands together one more time and give God a victorious praise as Brother Judah Williams comes to deliver the word to them.
I wonder if somebody came to have church tonight. I said, I wonder if somebody came to have church tonight. I know it's a Tuesday night. Well, it's looking like we may just have to have church all by ourselves, yo. I looked out there and I got a little scared just now. Hallelujah. Sunday evening when we got done with the mighty move of God that was in this house, I uh, went to sleep and I woke up Monday morning sicker than a dog. I battled sickness most of Monday, most of today, and even right now I have a throbbing headache. My throat feels like I got knives in it, but I said, devil, you don't even want to know what I'm going to do tonight so I'm just going to tell y'all right now I don't have much gas left in this tank but what gas I do have I'm just going to drop the clutch and slam the glass tonight I hope y'all came ready I said I hope y'all came ready to have some church Woo! Feel the Holy Ghost so powerful in this house already. Turn your Bibles to the book of Exodus, beginning at chapter 4, verse 1. Want to give great honor to Bishop, my father. So thankful for the headship and the angel of this city. Daddy, I love you. Thank you for you. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, And Moses answered and said, But... Behold, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. And for the next few moments, I simply want to preach, What you have is what you need. If somebody really believed that, you'd give God a little bit more praise. I said, What you have is what you need. I'm preaching to some people that the devil has had you bound up long enough. But tonight, I came to declare that what God has placed in your hand is all you need. I said what you have is what you need. When you look at the story of Moses, Moses was brought up in an unparalleled time to anything. He was a young Hebrew boy who was brought up by his mother for the first part of his years, but then was transferred to the king's house. Moses was confused because he had the upbringing of a child of God, but the lifestyle of the world. I said he had the upbringing of a child of God, but he had to live in the world. 
This created a problem with Moses as he began to develop. And we see in the Bible that Moses comes into an encounter where a Hebrew young man is being beaten. And he, and he lashes out. He kills this man, the Egyptian, and he runs away into the wilderness. And Moses' life could not get any worse. I don't know about you all, but if you ain't spent any time in the wilderness, the wilderness is not necessarily the best place to live for a long extended period of time. Moses found himself bathing in the dirty water, and he found himself sweating in the desert sun, and he found himself in a horrible situation. And Moses is just thinking, man, I could just remember the king's palace in my head. I can remember those days on them silk sheets, getting fanned by my servants, eating grapes out of the servants' hands. God, why? Sitting here with cockroaches in between my teeth and sand in my socks. Moses is this just depressed old man is what I, I believe it was. I, I don't think the Bible says that, but I think Moses was just this depressed old man. And he's, ah, this is terrible. What am I going to do in life? Life is so terrible. We see in Exodus chapter 3 that Moses is watching over his father-in-law's flock. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Now remember Mount Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and beheld, behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why this bush is not burnt. See, God got a hold of Moses' attention to the point where Moses said, you know, there's a bush on fire, but it's not even being burnt. Moses, crepit old man, living in the wilderness for years, all sick and tired, goes over to the bush. And when the Lord saw that he turned, to see, aside to see, and see this great white, uh, sorry, verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, I find it funny that God said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I, I believe that God was already starting to let, know, let Moses know, don't forget where you come from, buddy. Moses, don't you dare forget. Moses, I know you've been in the wilderness for a while, and before that you were in the king's house, but Moses, I'm the God of your fathers. Moses, there's lineage in this. Moses, there's a whole lot more power that is in you than you realize, boy. The father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Moses, y'all, Moses was afraid to look upon God. 
And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason for their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, unto a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, and unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God is laying out to Moses, Moses, I'm about to use you to bring your people out. Moses, God say, Moses, I'm trying to show you right now what I want to do with you. Moses, I know your people have been in affliction for years. I know your family has been in bondage for years, Moses. I know the circumstance in the life that you have been living in for years and years looks dark. But I'm about to use you in this moment to bring your lineage out. I'm about to use you in this season to bring your family out. Moses, if you could just see, I'm about to take you to the place that flows with milk and honey that brings us to our text and for me I don't know about you all but I think God speaking through a bush would be enough if I was walking and God started speaking to me through a bush I would believe every single word that God spoke to me the rest of y'all just have no belief oh God help him Lord Jesus but in our text, we see Moses said, but behold, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice. He's crying unto God. Moses is being a little crybaby saying, God, they're not going to listen to me. God, they're not going to hear me. God, who am I that they would listen to me? And I want you guys to catch this. The Bible says in, in verse 4 of chapter 4, and the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail, referring to the snake. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Now, uh, Brother Trevor, would you help us read? We're going to pick up in chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. Go ahead and read, starting at verse 5. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. Then again we see that the Lord is doubling down. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses, I want you to understand that when they see this thing, the people are going to have a direct correlation and understand. My lineage is connected to his lineage. And if God can do that through him, then what can God do in my life? Read on. And the Lord said, furthermore unto him, put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again and plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. Okay. I don't know if y'all just read that correctly. But the Bible says Moses took his perfectly good hand, put it in his stomach, and when he pulled it out, it was leprous. I don't know about y'all, 
But if God did that to me, I would be having some words with God right in that moment. Lord, what is this? These hands were perfectly fine three seconds ago, Jesus. What you doing to my hands, God? And he puts it back in, and when he pulls it out. Some of y'all act like you do that every morning when you get out of the shower. You're just putting your hands in and out of your bosom, just changing leprosy, non-leprosy. The belief that I would get in my heart if I saw that with my two eyes. God, I don't care what you want me to do. <laughs> Jesus, you can tell me to go run off a skyscraper right now. Jesus, I believe you. Read on. But the Bible says, And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it shall come to pass, if they shall not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice, that thou shalt take of the water of the river, and pour it upon the dry land. And the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. And Moses said unto the Lord, O oh my Lord, I am not eloquent. Pause. Now God's telling me, all right, you just saw me turn a stick into a snake and back into a stick. You just saw me turn your hand leprous and then back normal again. And now I'm telling you after I showed you these two things <clears throat> that if Pharaoh's still giving you problems, buddy, I'm just going to go ahead and turn all the water into blood for you real quick. Right? God's tripling, making sure Moses... I want you to understand, you have no reason not to think that I'm going to do this for you. You have no reason to think. Moses, I just showed you, son. But then Moses says this. Go ahead. I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech. And of a slow tongue. And the okay, Lord. Okay, pause. Sometimes it's not the belief that God can do it that hinders us, but it's the belief that God is going to use us. I believe that God's going to bring a, a world changing revival to Fort Myers, but I just don't know if He's going to use me. I believe that the greatest sermons in the history of the Rock Church are going to be preached, but I just don't know if it's going to be me. I believe that God is calling missionaries that are going to go from this church and that are going to change this world and that are going to do incredible things, but God, I believe you're going to do it, but I'm not eloquent, Jesus. The tools you've given me aren't adequate enough, Jesus. The Bible says, and the Lord said unto him, who hath made man's mouth or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, oh, my Lord, send, I pray thee by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? Pause. 
God done told you, Moses, once, twice, three times, I'm going to do this, Moses, and I'm going to use you to do it. I'm going to do this, Moses, and I'm going to use you to do it. I'm going to use you, Moses, and I'm, I'm going to use you to do it. And he said, oh, my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of whom thou wilt send. Moses is in denial of God's power in his life after God has done this to him. God's spoken to him through a bush. God's changed a rod to a snake back into a rod. God changed his hand from regular to leprosy back to regular. And God's telling him that he's going to turn all the water into blood. He reaffirms it and Moses is still saying, God, there's still no way you could use me. And the Bible says that the Lord, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Go ahead, read on. And he said, is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth. And with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. And thou shalt take his rod in thine hand, wherewith thou shalt do signs. That's good. Can I submit to you, Aaron was never part of God's plan. In the bringing and bringing children and in the bringing of children out of the land of Egypt, I said Aaron was never in God's plan, but God said, "You know what? My will still has to be done." So Moses, I'm going to help you out here. I find it interesting that God only mentions three of the plagues when He talks to Moses. I believe that if Moses would have had the belief they would have only had to go through three plagues before God sent them out. I'm preaching to some people in here. God's tried to talk to you once. God's tried to talk to you twice. God's tried to talk to you three times. And God's saying, tonight's the last night before Moses, I have to insert an errand into your life. We see in verse 17, and thou shalt take this rod in thine hand. Wherewith shalt do signs. God's saying, Moses, I've shown you what you could do with what you got. I want you to take this now as a sign. We know the story of how it plays out. Moses comes to Pharaoh. Moses says, let my people go. Pharaoh says, no. Water turns to blood. Let my people go. Frogs come, lice, flies, livestock, pestilence. You study it out. God hardens Pharaoh's heart six times. I believe God was hardening Pharaoh's heart every single time to show Moses. Moses, I'm going to do another miracle. Moses, you circumvented the first three, but Moses, I'm going to show you again for the fourth time. 
I know we didn't talk about frogs when we talked at the bush, Jesus, but I'm going to go ahead and send some frogs, Moses. I know we didn't talk about lice, Moses, but I'm going to go ahead and send them again. And Moses, you're having to suffer through this time, but I'm showing you, Moses, that my hand is still in this and that my promise is still true. It doesn't matter what you said to yourself. It doesn't matter the thoughts that you've conjured up in your mind, Moses, but I'm still faithful. I'm still going to pull you through, and I'm still going to bring my people out, Moses. I'm coming to a close here. What I'm trying to get some people to understand in this place is that God is preparing you for a moment at the Red Sea. God is preparing you to take on the devils of this city. God is preparing you to fight the greatest battles that you've ever fought in your life. God is trying to show you that you have all the power you need within yourself. There's some people that you feel like, if I only had a different last name, if I only grew up in a different family, if I only had a little bit more swag, but God is trying to show you in this place tonight, what you have is what you need. I didn't give you anything extra because I wanted to use you exactly the way you are. It doesn't matter what your past looks like, Moses. It doesn't matter what your current situation looks like. But Moses, what you have is what you need. Moses, finally the people, God come out of Egypt. Here they go through the wilderness. And I don't have time tonight to talk about all the craziness of the wilderness. God supplying manna. God supplying manna. Up above from heaven, bread falling from the sky. People of God have enough audacity to say, we don't like this anymore. But God said, it's all right, Moses. I know the people are being stupid. I got you. I'll send some doves for you, Doc. God's still showing Moses. Moses, there's a time coming, and I'm going to need you to have extreme faith in what's about to happen. Moses, I need you to have unshakable faith in what's about to happen. Moses, you're going to walk into a situation you don't feel like you know what to do. But I'm taking you through this season in your life to establish something in you that's unshakable. I'm taking you through this season in your life where you establish something. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. Find it interesting. We read in our text Exodus chapter 4, that God, did, God came to Moses in the burning bush on Mount Horeb. You study it out, most scholars believe that Mount Horeb and Mount Sinai are the, are the exact same mountain. When we read in our text, Exodus chapter 4, the Bible says, or chapter 4, in verse 4, sorry, let's back up. Exodus chapter 3. Somewhere in here. 
Lord Jesus. I'm reading as fast as I've ever read in my life right now, y'all. It's somewhere in here. Here it is. Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain, upon Mount Horeb, upon Mount Sinai. Y'all know the story. When the people of God get to Mount Sinai, what begins to happen? Moses goes up to get the Ten Commandments. And the people of God begin to serve farce idols. Aaron begins to coordinate for the people to serve false idols. If you're not careful, the promise that God has spoken to you will become the place where false gods enter and where you start to serve other things other than the one who brought you out. That's why we can never come in here on a Tuesday night and just go through the motions. Because every time we dance, it's a testament that God, you brought us from the land of Egypt. Every time you raise your hand, it's a testament, God, you brought me out of Egypt. Every time you raise your hand, God, you brought me out of Egypt. Rock Church, can I submit to you that if we ever want to stifle the move of God, let us stop worshiping the God who brought us out. Let us never stop praising for the past victories that God has brought us to. We don't need a single reason to come in here on a Tuesday night and praise God. The fact that we're here is reason enough. The fact that God brought us from Alliance Club to 3586 Fowler Street is reason enough. God, I'm standing here because your grace. God, I'm standing here because your mercy. God, I'm standing here because you brought me out. If you're standing in here and normally on a Tuesday night you would have a can of beer in your hand, you ought to just dance for a moment because I'm standing here because you brought me out, Jesus. God, I'm standing here because you brought me out. God brought you out. Let us never get to the place where we're praising because it's something fun to do. We're praising because we're going through the, the motions of service. But my praise is a testimony, and my praise is a weapon. God, I'm not going to praise you because it looks good. God, I'm not going to praise you because it's fun. But God, I understand that there is a direct correlation between my Mount Harab and my Mount Sinai, Jesus. God, I'm going to praise you. Not because I just want to do it to look flashy. But God, I understand. God, I understand that there is a connection.
Here we are, Exodus chapter 14. Pharaoh's closing in with his army to devour people of God. All right, Moses, it's party time. Everything you've learned, Moses, everything you've been through, Moses, is bringing you to this moment. You're being questioned as a leader. You're being questioned every aspect of your life, and you feel like, okay, God, I know what you did back then, but are you, are you really going to be able to bring me out of this, Jesus? God, I know what you did for me back then, but are you really going to be able to show through this time, Jesus? Exodus chapter 14. Verse 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. What you did before will get you through it again. I said, what you did before will get you through it again. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. The thing they thought was going to destroy them became their protection. I said the thing that they thought was going to destroy them became their protection. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked under the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels that they drive them heavily. God took off their chariot wheels. God is going to slow down. God is going to impede whatever is coming against you. It doesn't matter how fast it looks like it's coming against you. Let me tell you, God's got the number in his book right now. I wish somebody would believe that in this house. It doesn't matter how fast it looks like this season is closing in on you. Let me tell you that God has it in his hands right now. So that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptian, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. I preached all that to say, what you have is what you need. 
I don't know who I'm preaching to in this place. I know this wasn't an eloquent message. I just told you a Bible story. But I came to tell you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has what you need. The God of Moses has what you need in this place. And the way to activate it is to do it like you've always done it. I said the way to activate it is to do what you always done. God, I'm going to praise you before you ever do it. God, I'm going to praise you before it ever happens. Because you're an undefeated God, Jesus. You've never lost the battle, Jesus. Your track record is perfect, Jesus. As they prepare to sing in this house, I just declare to somebody, you have what you need. You ought to come to the altar in this place. You ought to lift your hands right now. God, I pray right now that you would impart your dominion over somebody in this house right now, Jesus. God, I pray that your power would flow from heaven, God. Lord, would you activate a fire in somebody's heart, Jesus. Lord, right now as they're standing in this place, would you overtake them with your faith, Jesus. Overtake them with your power, Jesus. God, would you open their eyes to the dominion that you have put in them, Jesus. God, open their eyes to the power that is coursing through their veins, Jesus. Lord, right now, would you show them that what they have is what they need. Somebody, you ought to lift your hands in this place right now and receive it. You ought to lift your hands in this place and receive it. I don't know, God, how I'm going to do it. Lord, I know that it doesn't look like I have the ability. But God, I'm going to declare it right now. Give me your strength, Jesus. Give me your strength, Jesus. God, I know I can't speak eloquently, but I'll do it in Jesus' name. I'll do it in Jesus' name. you something you've tried to circumvent the process and you birthed an Ishmael God's brought that promise to pass in your life and now God is testing that promise in your life I'm preaching to an Abraham right now where you're on top of the mountain and God's telling you, take now thy son, thine only son. The Bible says that when Abraham was right about to bring down the knife, that an angel. You know what my version of the Bible says? The angel said, Abraham, you have everything you need. What you have is what you need, Abraham. Some people, you've burst an Ishmael in your life. 
and now God's brought a promise to come to pass. But now God is testing that promise. And I just want to declare to somebody that God is just waiting for you. God is just waiting for you to step out in faith. You've had the knife up for a moment. You're saying, God, I don't know if I can do this. God, my promise is here, but I don't know if I can test it like this. But God is here. God sent me to declare to you that when you step out in faith, God is going to meet you at the point of your need. What you have is what you need. You're not good enough. You don't have enough. You're short. You're incapable. I, I don't need anybody to, to confess, uh, but I wonder if there's anybody in the building tonight uh, that has some faith uh, that God uh, wants to defeat uh, the voices uh, of insufficiency uh, in this place tonight. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Everything that God asked Moses to do seemed ridiculous in the natural. It seemed ridiculous. But every time God said, I'm going to use the ridiculous to prove to you my power in your life. What are we going to do about this Red Sea? The Red Sea represents impossibility. It represents, here's the word stuck that's what it represents and God told Moses 
I'm going to use something ridiculous to get you out of stuck. The man of God preached it tonight. Moses, you're standing in front of the sea. What do I do, God? What's in your hand? I want to ask somebody tonight, what's in your hand? I don't believe it even mattered at that point uh, what was in his hand. God just said, I want to know uh, what's in your hand. I got a rod in my hand. Verse 16 in chapter 14, God said, take that thing that's in your hand and stretch it. The key to what this man of God preached tonight uh, is you got to take what you have uh, and you got to stretch it out. <laughs> You've already got it. You just got to put it in motion tonight. Uh, you already possess it. Uh, God just wants you to put it in action tonight. Uh, I wonder if for just a few moments right now, uh, if there's anybody standing uh, in front of a Red Sea, uh, you to get your hand uh, and stretch it out tonight uh, as far as you can get it. Uh, I need you to get your hand uh, and stretch it forth uh, and watch the glory of God. Watch the glory of God uh, begin to work uh, right now.
come on. Somebody's about to push through right now. Somebody's about to press through right now. Somebody's about to get their breakthrough right now. Somebody's about to experience a miracle right now. Come on, the glory of the Lord is here right now. Come on, Moses. You don't need the music. You don't need anybody else to join you. All I need you to do is stretch forth your hand. Come on. Somebody ought to get in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody ought to get in the Holy Ghost right now. I know it's Tuesday night, but God's about to answer your prayer. I know it's Tuesday night, but God's opening your door right now. I know it's Tuesday night, but God's about to get you unstuck right now. Come on, open your mouth and pray. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. Come on, stretch. Come on, stretch. Come on, Moses. Come on, Moses. I know everything has been telling you you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not wise enough. You're not wealthy enough. You don't have the influence you need. But I came to tell you that my grace is sufficient for you. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm the Lord your provider. I'm the Lord your way maker. I'm the Lord your healer. I'm the Lord. Come on, somebody, right now. Ikalama shataya la bo shataya. Ikalama shataya la bo shataya. Ikalama shataya. Come on, just a few more moments tonight. Come on, there's a midweek breakthrough in the building right now. Come on, just a few more moments tonight. There's a midweek breakthrough in the building. Iorobo shataya la bahataya la bahaya. I know it looks impossible, uh, but stretch forth your hand. I know it seems ridiculous, uh, but stretch forth uh, your hand. I know you can't figure it out, uh, but stretch forth uh, your hand. Come on, come on, the waters are parting tonight. Come on, deliverance is here tonight. Miracles are in the building tonight. Breakthrough is in the building tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, the miracle is already in the house.
moments. Just a few more moments. Yeah! 